0: live sports time out the fans the field the
1: faith the fun here's michelle
2: and big voice guy don't forget the fellas
1: you got it
2: the fans, the field, the faith, the fun, the fellas, it is my Michelle Live Sports time out. So happy to have you with me and my brothers. We're all going to pop off with our thoughts as we celebrate the Super Bowl Sunday. It is like a, an American holiday. Let me introduce you to the team right now we have with us, author and photographer. Well, you tell him, big voice guy. Author
1: photographer Brent R. Baker.
2: Yes, and we have with us Del Didwe. He is author at two. In fact, I was just one of your uh, books because I had it handy. Whoops, oops. There we oops. go. There
1: we go. There, there we go. go.
2: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and we have links at my Michelle Live. Guys, the Super Bowl is upon us. And for those of us who grew up in football, did you guys grow up in football homes?
1: Oh, yes, very much so.
2: So that's all of us. We So we have that in common. Super Bowl Sunday was a holiday. You may or may not have even gone to church. I don't know if y'all sometimes... <laughs> we won't even go there. But it was the food... It was the celebration for, in my house, it was also the Puppy Bowl. You had to have two screens. You had to have the Super Bowl and the Puppy Bowl going. And for those of you who have not experienced the Puppy Bowl, really seriously, if you have a Super Bowl party, have a second television or a screen with a computer or something. Have the Puppy Bowl on. That is so precious. They're highlighting dogs and and cats now that need adopting. So, anyway, your thoughts, guys, on the Super Bowl. My
0: thoughts is uh, I'm not going to be there
2: can we just be honest weren't we we were really rooting for the Bengals because we knew we that were,
0: we were up in the booth and uh, some of the guys sitting next to us had already made their both their flights and i had mine all caught up we're just ready with all the information and just ready to hit submit on that second track i was like oh better not buy it yet so we were ready to buy it. And it we up. And, uh, you know, chose wisely. Yeah, but my thoughts in the Super Bowl. It, I, mean, I missed uh, my last two predictions, was I thought it was going to be a Bengals 49ers. So I was completely wrong. And, uh, I'm not going to make a guess on, uh, on the <laughs> stuff. So.
1: Hey, I'm going to go back. You should replay the recording from last week for my predictions, <laughs> which were lucky guesses. I will totally, and who would have predicted that? The 49ers would be running an offense out of 1915 be, out of necessity <laughs> because you couldn't throw the ball because <laughs> you had two injured quarterbacks, and the one who was in there was UCL was torn. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they yeah, were looking up I,
0: in the stands to find any quarterback available. I
1: think it did. It's one thing you know, remember the NFL they used to have allow you to have a third emergency quarterback on the active roster who could only come in if the other two guys were injured, and that that's no longer crazy. the case.
2: That was And crazy. so
1: I think that. Right there is the argument. That was a good rule that they should get, they should come back to because not just for the 49ers. I mean, if you were running with your fifth string quarterback, you're not going to win that game, but at least it would have looked like a competitive football game in the NFC Championship, which they really did a disservice both to the teams and fans and everybody that the game ended. They had to play it out the way they did. I don't yeah. think the 49ers are going to win the way the Eagles looked, but. That made it, it turned it into kind of a farce. Yeah, the Kansas City-Cincinnati game, another classic between those two teams. And yeah. now that Kansas City's actually beaten the Bengals with Joe Burrow, you have an actual rivalry. Yeah. That was just a fun game to watch, and it wasn't the most spectacular. Like, last year's was just like a high-wire act of huge yeah. plays after huge plays, and this was more of a gut check, it felt. Like. And Kansas City got through. I, as far as a prediction for this week, a very flimsy pick for Kansas City just because they they look like they have every cylinder clicking right now. Kansas City obviously they're playing really well. They got past Cincinnati, they and they're there but and they have Patrick Mahomes who has Super Bowl experience I just it's just one of those maybe this uh, is
2: a rhetorical one of those
1: gut feelings gut feelings I don't have I don't have a rooting interest in either team so (laughs) I'm gonna I make a very non-confident Philadelphia pick
2: yeah I (laughs) lean in that direction but I don't who knows but maybe this is a bit of a rhetorical question but does Super Bowl experience make that much of a difference what, did, what is it that puts you over the top at the Super Bowl? Because we've seen Hello. experienced QBs. We've seen experienced players bite it. And we've seen people it, surprise us. I love surprises. We all do. Unless it's our team. Be surprised. <laughs> but uh, I don't have skin in the games. I'm just saying, guys, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That, that's a good question. It's just a matter of opinion. Like last year, you know, Earl was in it along with Stafford. Neither one of them had Super Bowl experience at that time. But you have players. I think it's good to have players and coaches who have been there. Because it is a different environment. Holy cow. It's a com- completely different crazy environment. than Explain to, even, our,
2: to our viewers what is really different. I mean, even those of us who grew up with football being injected into our morning cornflakes. That was my my dad. You guys have heard me say my dad's one piece of advice to me was Michelle. Jesus life and football is life, not necessarily in that order. I'm sorry. No slam against my dad. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what he said. It's a big deal in my household. But be told, other than it's a bigger stage, from those of us who have sat in on a Super Bowl or we've been maybe pressed or we've been privy yeah. to how it feels in the locker room, let's talk a little bit about that because I Go think ahead. our viewers and listeners will find that fascinating.
0: I've been li- a few of them, and it's it, everything. it's more of a... Of a show leading up to the game. Everything is timed out. The breaks are longer. There's so much stage and so much script going on that, I, and people wanting their, you know, and all the commercials, but that doesn't matter the players. But the players, it is everything is on time and it's no, there's no That's laid backness good. to it. There's no, uh, this just another game because people have taken over that game to where it is a production and complete show other than a ball game.
2: Yeah, and but. leading up to the Super Bowl, if there's a- any marketing <laughs> that you can imagine being a massive runaway success, it really is a Super Bowl because it really is just a game. Now, the obvious point of view, it's, it's the biggest stage and it's the biggest, you know, one, of the, one of the, if not, it is not the biggest, but one of the biggest game, televised yeah. games or experienced games in the world, and it's huge. And so, of course, there's that pressure. This is the finals at every <laughs> sport has the finals yep. the funny thing about the Super Bowl though Brent too is that not only what Dell said it, it's a production but there's also that factor of it's a performance and not just a performance on the field
1: yeah I think athletes thrive on routine there, okay. there's a few exceptions but most athletes thrive on routine and there's nothing routine about the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl All the press conferences, the free-for-alls, some of the questions that they're asked. If you were an animal, what would you be? From some outlets that I guess you could say they're not used to covering sports, they may cover it for the Super Bowl, and and they don't know anything about the game, but they want to find out the strangest possible thing. It actually makes me wish Aaron Rodgers might make the Super Bowl just to hear some of the things that might come out of his mouth. But anyway, um, I think think as far as the game goes and the experience factor too, I think for the guys who have not been there, I think that first, the first couple of series of the game, where all that's over, and all of a sudden you're in the game, and it has a different feel to it. I think having that experience allows those guys to settle in faster. And then towards the end of the game, I think back to the Atlanta New England Super Bowl a few years ago, where the Falcons were up, what was it, twenty-seven to eight or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Matt Ryan had not been to a Super Bowl before, and Tom Brady was, I think, winning his sixth, <laughs> ended up winning the sixth one. But what you saw in that game was very much, it wasn't all on Matt Ryan, but you saw a lot of inexperience on Atlanta's part and maybe feeling the pressure of like, oh my gosh, we can win this, let's not lose this game. And Tom Brady just going out and doing what Tom Brady does, did now <laughs> that he's retired <laughs> Maybe, yeah. and le- and leading them back do <laughs> think that's the experience mm-hmm. it's not everything but it can make a difference especially at the very start of the very end of the game
2: okay yeah there's the Super Bowl factor is a big one it is quite a production and I do love it from the commercials to the puppy bowl to the game itself there are some yeah. things though there's a there are some players and associations that are bringing attention to something pretty big in the Super Bowl and that is human trafficking and i think it's important to to realize that arizona was the 18th highest U.S. state for human trafficking in 2022, according to Polaris National Humane Hotline. Mm. It's a huge issue, and the Super Bowl is the second highest single incident of human trafficking that uh, we experience on the planet where Mm. it's concentrated. And that's really sad that in the midst of all of the fanfare and the game, that there's something so ugly as human trafficking it affects children particularly and it's a sad thing yeah. so i wanted to bring that not to bring the super bowl to a downer But, but no but i
1: think i think yeah. first of all you're correct in that it really proliferates around the super bowl and it sounds like it, it, there was a big deal around the world cup as well the flip side of it i think also this is a good opportunity to bring that, to drag that screaming out into the light, it would be, it's not something people like to talk about. It's, it's really the modern day form of slavery. And it does happen everywhere. It's just right now it's concentrated around the Super Bowl and in Washington state where we live, you've got signs up in, in public restrooms, you know, that for people that are being trafficked to, for ways that they can contact people if they're in trouble it's the modern form of slavery on one hand yes it is absolutely horrific that it's happening it's the fact that it's concentrated around the super bowl i think does give us an opportunity to talk about it more when a lot of people would rather not and what
2: about those super bowl ads have any of you had a chance to peruse some of what we can expect are you like do you like to be surprised See, I've always, I've been in the habit of looking ahead of time because other, it's part of the celebration, but as like, a mom, I wanted to know what my kids are going to be exposed to. <laughs> so I could be, so I could be maybe proactive or say, Hey, it's time for a restroom break. Cause sometimes the ads were pretty yeah. graphic for younger kids. I just
0: hope they're advertising a product and not a, an advocacy of an a platform. You know, advertise your product, show me your car, show me your Doritos. I don't want to hear about social issues and things like that. So I hope the ads are focused around actual, you know, business trying to sell something.
2: Apparently, alcohol is the biggest contributor, which isn't <laughs> surprising, but okay, let's take that on. Like our yeah. face-off issue. I agree with you. I don't want social ads, but one uh, one company is putting out 2 90-minute Or ninety minute, ninety second, ninety minute ad. Come on, that's a lot of money. I mean, at seven million pop, um, ninety second ads, and it is he gets us. It's the he gets us campaign, which kind of highlights the humanity of Jesus. Was that a social issue? Should that be part of the Super Bowl? Let's take it. If trans lives matter, black lives matter, social agendas, vote for this person, vote for that person. If they had ads, you're saying, yeah, you know what? Keep it somewhere else because i'm with you i just want i want a politics free environment to watch a game and here's why i'll give my two cents and I, then i really want to have you guys weigh in that is one of the it was one of the last bastions of uh, of liberty where It didn't matter who you are, what you identified as, who you voted for, where you go to church, or if you go to church on Sunday. We could come together, salute the flag, sing the national anthem, whatever, watch our teams. And the only division was who are you rooting for and who am I rooting for? That was it. And it was a, a beautiful microcosm of America coming together and finding something that could bring us together. But no, of course, we have to bring politics and antifa and wave our flags and kneel into it and i say just leave it off the field leave it out of the celebration leave it out of the commercials but then we have he gets us but now we have to have jesus preach to us during the game is that the place brent
1: i do think that there's a delineation between commercials and what's happening on the field during the game
0: Absolutely
1: I get it I get it I guess from my perspective I'm just glad we didn't find out that they wanted to run that he gets his commercials and we're not allowed to as opposed to some of the other things Good point We're going to get some ones that we agree with and some that we don't and that to me is that to me is as American as the Super Bowl My my problem is like you said when we have these social issues brought into the game on the field and you are only allowed to express one one perspective and so if you get multiple perspectives even if i'm a little queasy about some of them i'm good with it
2: like that i think that kind of puts it in perspective Dell.
1: yeah
0: that was a that was well thought out of and, and said you can't you know, how can you say no to, to jesus so you can't say no to that <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, a quick ticket down right? i think that's more and that's gonna i would align that in more i'm a believer i follow christ but I would enlighten that to more of a motivational, inspirational ad where everything's good, right? They're going to show us the bad things probably, but then how the end result is going to be motivational, inspirational to help you, I think. So I think they could spin it that way. But yeah, I would accept that one. But yeah, you're right. Uh, what happens next year when a group who put on the, uh, the Grammys wants to show you their satanic version after that? So, yeah, it's, <laughs> gonna it's, draw it's, a line somewhere.
2: I know, and I'm with you. Yeah, I'm not saying no to Jesus, but but do we have to draw the line? It's free. It's the free market, and really, in the end, people will determine what they want to see. So I'm gonna be a little bit enlightened with my with my thought you have swayed me a bit Brent and I will concede (laughs) that you know what that's the free market if I'm going to support the free market then if you want to have your unholy grammy satan worshiping creepiness in an ad and you've got seven million dollars to do it you can do it because I'll just go and get an I don't know get another plate of chicken wings during your ad but that is the free market but where it's on the field that's supposed to be football so mm-hmm. can we just keep it to the game so maybe that's where we find balance
1: I'll admit too i have an uncanny ability to tune out commercials while they're on the super bowl tends to be a bit of a exception because it's the super bowl commercials right so yes. there's got to be some good ones but my wife makes fun of me because we'll be watched, have been watching the seahawks all season long and i'll say something about in december oh wow that commercial is really funny <clears throat> She'll be like, how many, 50 times we've seen this? I say, like, oh, you know me. <laughs> it's like, game takes a break and I tune out until it comes back.
2: Yeah, exactly. I thought it might. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on Super Bowl past or even the halftime show. Which, uh, to me, in the last, well, wait a minute. For those of you who are listening, we had just someone like photo bomb our broadcast, and he is all dressed up. What the heck is up with that? You're making us look good. You make us look good, and I'm sitting here in my flannels and the ball cap that's sideways. And here, Garrick Ping is joining us guys get ready to get paying
0: get ready to get
2: (laughs) i'm glad you made it welcome buddy better late than never we're talking super bowl and before i get your prediction we were just talking about the ads and your thoughts
3: interestingly there's going to be an ad on the super bowl there's going to be two ads actually which i have a specific interest in oh have you guys already i feel like the kid who walked into class late and I don't want to ask questions because if I do and the teacher says oh we already covered that sorry
2: we covered that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we you
3: talked, talked about he gets us
2: and our face-off question was I don't want to see a lot of politics or social issues on the field but we were talking about in commercials do we want to see it there and does it really matter and do we I all even brought up what if we have the Grammy performance revisited in an ad during the Super Bowl where you're singing unholy and worshiping Satan does it have a place and what does it mean in a free society so why not late to class boy weigh in
3: teacher calls on Garrett. i just feel like there's an opportunity there and people will capitalize on the opportunity right whether it be a business or an organization and so why not jesus and so i think that this is it's going to be already they've been running these ads on monday night football and in certain cities. Uh, Seattle, they've actually just opened up Seattle, they've hit Miami, and I've been involved with uh, the leadership of this organization. And they really, Mm -hmm. they have had such an incredible response because they're really touching people's felt need, and they're not preaching religion, they're just talking about Jesus. And so I think that's the differentiating factor, and that's what is so beautiful, is that they're not trying to sign people onto a religion. They just want people to meet Jesus. And as we know, that's what changes lives when people meet Jesus.
2: Somebody right. say amen. The preacher likes it when you do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we just got panged. <laughs> we got panged.
2: <laughs> Honestly, it's because of those campaigns. And if you have seen them, they really highlight the humanity of Jesus, his relatability, yeah. that he's experienced what we've experienced and he gets us. And I like that. I not Jesus. That can be our new campaign. Why not Jesus? This. Eric, but the—that's yep. a, a hard campaign to fight against i saw yesterday a msn commentary or news story that says the he gets us campaign founders are as deplorable as you'd expect them to be and what does the ad what does the what does it say oh they're hobby lobby and private donors and it's they're reaching and it's funny because why would you care in this world where things are so Broken, where every week, even on sports, where we could be talking about our favorite team and who's going to win and stats, oftentimes we're talking about broken issues that make our their way onto the pitch, the field, and the ice. It's heartbreaking. So why, as Garrick's new slogan, why not Jesus, Dell?
0: That's we do need. It. The world is crazy right now, and sports is supposed to be that unifying bond. But, yeah, I think right now is, would be is the best time. We The world does need some. The world does need Christ right now because everything's falling apart around us. But we talk about these commercials. And I think back, I don't really remember a lot of commercials. I, I mean, they don't have an impacted me because I can think back and remember I Super Bowl know. 13 and when Jackie Smith dropped the touchdown pass. You
2: know? yeah. Oh, my and, God. And,
0: and, and, oh my and God. I remember the Super Bowl <laughs> Brad just talked about, about uh, when Brady led that huge comeback and beat the Falcons. And I remember last year when Logan Wilson had that that Mm -hmm. blind holding call called on him by the end zone, by the same crew that actually was in the last Chiefs-Bengals game, which called that mystical. (laughs) So I remember those. I don't think about the Doritos commercials 10 years later.
2: That's crazy. I swear to you, of all these years talking about the Super Bowl – i have never asked myself that question. Do you remember a single ad? So, you know, what,
1: you know what's funny is the series of ads I remember best. A series of them was called "Don't Judge Too Quickly." I don't even remember what they were advertising what the company was or what they did. I, I remember a guy cooking spaghetti and his white cat jumps up on the counter and yeah. spaghetti yeah. sauce fills all, spills all over. Yeah. And he picks up the cat dripping with spaghetti sauce and his wife walks in and sees him mm-hmm. holding this cat blood <laughs> dripping spaghetti sauce and holding a knife in other, <laughs> his other hand. And it says, don't judge too quickly. But what were they advertising? I don't know. Yeah. But I remember that series of commercials. Oh, so, my so God. Those are, are great be- ads.
0: Yeah, maybe the He Gets Us will linger on and people will remember that one, but I don't recall the other ones. I really don't. Okay, maybe so, Budweiser. <laughs> that money was well spent. Um, Budweiser
2: not. has always had really good commercials. I can yeah. barely, I remember the horses, but I don't always remember the nuances of the commercial. But then again, as we were saying at the beginning, we're sports nuts and football was injected with the milk into our cornflakes every day. So that's kind of, so maybe for those of you watching, send send us your you know, favorite commercial from the Super Bowl.
0: One thing, and i to jump in. One thing I get a little tired of during the game is seeing all the celebrities i don't care about the celebrities who are there who are only there for the first time all season long because they want to be seen that's one thing that they make a habit of showing i don't care if Carrie under was there or not
1: i really don't, i really don't but a lot of folks will watch it for that that's why i never watch a lakers game
2: oh my gosh tell me about it all the places to be to be seen very true let's transition to the halftime show yeah thoughts on the halftime show rihanna
0: none (laughs) yeah
2: you know the last few maybe okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say this is it because i'm getting old and I, their choices are like irrelevant to me, but the last maybe four, three, four Super Bowls I've just been, they had classics when they had the Rolling Stones, when they had Prince, oh my goodness. Classics, they had
3: Snoop Dogg. (laughs) <laughs> okay
2: yeah okay yeah but uh, and so there was some there's some entertainment value there but some of it has been as shock and awe as the grammys and some of it has been like who is this and some of it has just been i don't know give me someone bigger I, it's the super so, Bowl for crying out loud i know I,
0: I know last year when we were there everybody was hyped up on that show and when it started and i'm not exaggerating when it started where we were sitting, we could not hear a thing except rumbling. That's all we could hear. It sounded like, sound like you know, okay. a Charlie Brown's grandma, uh, <laughs> you know, teacher singing. We yeah. had no idea what it was. So we ended up just saying, hey, let's just go get something to eat. And we went back and you know, chowed down for at all the media food that they had for us. We didn't. After, we were like, we can't hear a thing. So yeah. better
2: though Last year, they did have some classic music and some classic music. <laughs> Yeah, hip-hop, rap artists, but if you can't hear there, but they don't really care about that audience. It's the uh, millions of other people who are watching, and I guess it was okay. Um, but this year, Rihanna, not to say that she doesn't have talent, but why that choice? Why her? Any thoughts?
3: Yeah, why they always choose. It's who's popular in the moment and they they try and make a statement with who they select as well and so i just think that they've done that again and i again she is an incredibly talented artist and there's no question about actress. that actress and she's
2: actually very very good at acting yeah. so I don't know. And I'm sure we'll have some cameos from other people that she's worked with. And so it, it may be a good show. I don't, I think maybe I'm coming into it jaded because I've been tired of being, having politics shoved down yeah. my throat or diversity shoved um, down my throat.
0: They haven't um, listened to my, I've made several suggestions. I've made the same suggestion the last 10 years. but They don't listen to me. So you know. who's is that?
2: that?
0: Hey, bring in Nora Jones. I'd love that.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, Garrick, who would you suggest? Have they had Biebs on before? Oh, gosh. Okay. Justin um, Bieber? No. I
3: like Justin
1: Bieber. Okay. Oh,
2: no. So. What the
1: heck? <laughs> Take me Journey. Take me back to the 80s. Okay. Oh, the, there you go. There's Eagles. A good one. The Eagles.
0: You know, I, I would love to have, like, good stand-up routine. They real <laughs> sign <signed-up. laughs> Uh, or your Rodney, Rodney field would have been hilarious. You yeah, want to talk no, about?
1: No. We're talking about yeah. risking politics. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, real comedians.
0: Comedians.
1: Okay,
2: yeah. there you go. Do they I, still I, exist. I don't... I would say the Eagles, but then that might be preference to one team yeah. over See, the I've, other. So a particular team yeah. out of Philadelphia. Yeah, but that's my yeah, that's totally my choice. And can we just get a country star once? You know, there I got one
0: singing the national anthem. Oh my gosh, I know who it is. I can't think of his name. He's he's the national anthem. Um, Stapleton, is that right?
2: Oh, sure? Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Sweet, come on. Yeah, one of does I'm, yeah it. I'm a little bit of a country girl at heart, but <laughs> yeah. all right. Now it really is. We said it at the beginning. Let's bring it home. Before we give our predictions to the Super Bowl and restate and give Garrick a chance to step in, because Garrick and I are the soccer the other football correspondence. i did want to just weigh in with the club world cup it was important on a couple levels because we are both sounders fans and garrick had been the chaplain for the seattle sounders who played on this massive stage for club world cup and give us just a rundown of how they got there and how they bombed and i wouldn't say bombed because they held their own until the last I- final minutes
3: yeah, Seattle Sounders, of course, the first ever and only ever MLS club to win the, uh, the CONCACAF Champions League, which we, we did last year. And as a result, we became entrants into the FIFA Club World Cup that's happening in Morocco this year. And we were facing a team from Saudi Arabia. I believe that's where they're from. Egypt. Um, and- Egypt. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Another African team. Because of yeah. the fact that they're hosting it in Africa, Africa got two representative teams and this one, the Egyptians team. I apologize. But anyway, they're a very good team. They're the top of the Egyptian league. and Probably uh, the, the most
2: decorated team in the world, arguably, they, yeah. they say so.
3: S- certainly on the African continent. And they, the Sounders, I think, played very well. And here's the, I think the challenge for Seattle is that all of these teams are mid-season yes. and only the MLS has the season, which begins in, at the end of February. And so this is preseason for us. And so the rest of these teams are in their top form. And so given that, I think Seattle, I think we played very well. And we, as you mentioned, Michelle gave up the only goal late on into the, I think it was the 87th minute and, um, and we were pressing, and you had opportunities. And for our first time out, it was disappointing, of course, but certainly we have nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to hang our heads over. It, and it was a great, like you said, great world stage, great opportunity. Had we gone through and won, it would have been a bigger stage even because um, we would have played, was it, is it AC Milan? Yes.
1: Right, it's Real, Real, Madrid. Real Madrid. Oh, was
3: it Madrid? Sorry, Real Madrid. Okay, we would yeah, have
2: played have Real Madrid. And then yeah. if we won, and of course there's the if, ands, and buts, yeah. but we did make it there. And the first MLS, yeah. uh, first okay. Major League Soccer team from the United States to make it to Club World Cup, that's, that is really huge because soccer has been uh, kind of the red-headed stepchild of the mm-hmm. International Football Committee or community. And we've watched MLS start to grow, start to improve become better have have more money or people in the seats watching the game better players and congratulations though to Seattle for making it there and yes honestly they put in a valiant effort they played very well in fact I would say they dominated in the first half so congratulations and on a bigger note it really does say something for soccer in the United States it's come it's close to coming of age so Good for them, yay! Okay, now our predictions. We'll start with Brandt. You already gave one. Adele, you flirted with giving one, but not officially yet. So you pick the Eagles. I gave a very, pick-
1: very flimsy Eagles pick.
2: Okay, okay, <laughs> Garrick.
1: I I would have to go lean
3: lean towards the Chiefs. Just the especially the, uh, the combination with with the way that Mahomes and his receiving core, especially. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his tight end. Kelsey. Um, Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, uh, the other Kelsey. You guys probably talked about the brother yeah. Kelsey's that are playing. Yeah, the, he, they just seem to make things happen at the right time. And, and so I, I'm giving my, uh, my nod to Kansas City with Kelsey getting at least one touchdown.
2: Yeah, they're in the zone. Del?
0: Yeah, they are. Kelsey just gets open. He just stays open. Nobody ever covers a guy. So he just open all the time. Of course, I was over too late like last time, so I'm, I'm really not a good predictor. But I would just go I'm going to go with the Eagles because I think they've just been good all year long. And uh, oh, phew.
3: then my pick is safe because he picked the Eagles.
0: Yeah, pick good, pick the Eagles. Oh, I know that is if the Chiefs have to use their seventh quarterback, I think it won't be right.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to edge out the Eagles, but I think it's going to be an entertaining game. Let's. take our
1: final shot
2: shot. all right final shot garrick
3: all right you came
2: late we're gonna make you go first
3: (laughs) if you know anything about virginia tech which i really don't follow virginia tech but there was a female soccer player and so this is this particularly caught my attention and from the age of three, she was playing soccer, and her parents went to Virginia Tech, and it was her dream and her goal to always play for Virginia Tech, and her first two years there, she did incredibly well. She's a regular starter, and then the pandemic came along, and had the a weird, so her, I think she only played one year. Anyway, all that to say, but mixed in there was all the politics that started happening with the Black Lives Matter and all that, and... She is a complete supporter of the concept of Black Lives Matter, but was not in favor of the organization because of her faith background and because of the things that the organization stood for, specifically the destruction of the nuclear family and the things that Black Lives Matter once had on their website, which they have now taken off. And when the team decided, when a few players, vocal players, decided the whole team was going to kneel to start a game, she made the decision to stand. And of course that was not popular with a lot of people, but she stood, literally stood her ground, stood for her convictions and ended up getting canceled. Her coach benched her, her team, many of her teammates ostracized her. She, she went from just being one of the key components to the team and, and it was so bad that she ended up leaving the university and just, or leaving the team. I don't know if she finished at the university or not, but, uh, but just this last week she was awarded, she was victorious in a lawsuit that she filed. And mm. in my opinion, it was too small. She got $100,000, but she's doing very well. She's pursuing a degree in nursing right now, a graduate degree in nursing. And but I just want to today give my final shot to uh, <clears throat> Kirsten, what is her name?
0: <laughs> I Kirsten
3: Hanning is her name, and yeah. uh, she refused to bend a knee and uh, stand.
2: And agree or not, if you're not a proponent of free speech and free expression, you got to rethink what you're standing for. Brent, final
1: shot. Mine goes to Seattle Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith, who became the first Seattle quarterback ever to get an MVP vote.
2: (laughs) That's got a bite with poor Russell Wilson. He also,
1: he also, also, yes. He also was the NFL comeback player of the year, which was pretty amazing. But <laughs> yeah. when you consider well deserved. all yeah. the you know, Matt Hasselbeck's years and all mm-hmm. the years with Russell Wilson, where it really was odd that he never received yeah, even a single MVP vote.
2: Oh boy! On uh, the side note, Russ has come under a lot yeah, of yeah. condemnation with his organization. No, yeah. the, who gives less than twenty-five cents on a dollar to doing good in the community and a whole lot, a whole lot in padding the wallets of yeah. the people of the organization? Oh, ouch. It
1: does happen. A, it does happen a lot. It does.
2: It does. But- I, I,
1: yeah. Also, I want to add on a little side note. Um, one of the other people who received an MVP vote. Yeah. I think people, we have not heard his name often. His name's Denny Kellington, but he was the trainer yeah. on the field in Buffalo right. um, oh. that night. That was saved, that the first uh, ever trainer to receive an MVP vote? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I'm sure.
2: And that is really cool because it always goes to the cool quarterback. Right? But I
3: thought
2: that was cool.
1: He's the only guy this year to save a, actually save a life on the field. I hope and, he gets so.
2: it. I hope he gets it. Dell.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, plus poor Russell Wilson. He I mentioned know. that. <laughs> and then he's
0: got to give up his whole personal staff. I guess. John Payton said that stuff's going to stop. So that goes to, I have two quick ones. Uh, obviously, Joe Burrow for being uh, an ex-offensive player of the year. And then my other one is uh, a lot of folks didn't see. Well, they, we did see it. But uh, after the game, DJ Reader, the d- defensive tackle for the Bengals, uh, really took up and defended Joseph Asai. Hmm. after some onslaught of uh, really lousy media. I was down there and... At his stall and listen to some of these questions and here's a man who's a pro bowl season just a great season and here he is sobbing in his stall and guys are, are asking what's going through your head what were you thinking as far as trying to get the story and dj reader just steps in and says don't answer that question you guys get out of here but he stood up for his player it was just lousy yeah yeah, yeah but yeah so My shout out to DJ Reader for having her, for having his teammates back.
2: I have two. One is to surfer Bethany Hamilton. It was the subject of a movie about her life. She had her arm taken off by a shark attack. She took a stand for women saying that transgendered people, men that transgender.